Welcome to the Pain-Free Zone. Your host, Nisi Edwards, is founder of the Fibro Patient Education and Support Organization, and she's here to offer help and hope to the millions of individuals who suffer from chronic pain. Now, here's Nisi Edwards. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Pain-Free Zone. Thank you for being here today. And Dr. Hal Blattman is back with us. And we have an interesting topic for you for today. It's we're going to be discussing with Dr. Blattman massage therapy for your sweetie working on your partner. So welcome, Dr. Blattman. How are you today? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you today, Nisi? Not feeling all that great, but it's going to be okay. (laughs) There you go. Yes. So um, massage therapy. Working on your partner. You know, Valentine's Day is February 14th. That's a, that's a week from, well, actually, it's a week from yesterday. Yeah. It's and it's up on us pretty quickly, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, if you think about it, this year seems to be flying by so fast. And I've been seeing all these advertisements about Valentine's Day, you know, hey, get the perfect box of chocolates and all that. And I think to myself, hmm. Yeah, that sounds good. But everything that we've learned with you being with us, the sugar and everything else, that may not necessarily be the best gift. You know, it could be a wonderful gift. And probably the best gift of chocolates is the gift you give to somebody else and don't eat yourself. That's true. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And hopefully you give it to somebody who has the resilience that they can do okay with it. Because if you're suffering with fibromyalgia and suffering with your pain, the only chocolate that you should probably be thinking about is a dark chocolate that doesn't have much sugar in it. And don't think about eating the whole bar. Think about having a taste, enjoying it and putting it down. That you could probably get away with. Um, is there like some great brands to look for for dark chocolate? I only ask because I've had dark chocolate and it tasted really bitter to me. So Maybe it was the bitter. kind. Mm-hmm. I think it has to do with the chocolate and maybe the chocolate maker. Some of the dark ones are bitter, but I've had some ones that are pretty tasty. You have to keep in mind, however, that if your tongue and brain are used to tasting the sweet of sugar, you're not going to taste the sweet that's in less sugary things right away. Your taste buds are actually going to have to change. True. Yes. And then you'll enjoy that dark chocolate. Yes. And, you know, the other thing, too, I, I probably why I haven't noticed it is also depends upon the quality of the chocolate, you know, because if you're getting it from like your regular stores, sometimes you don't know how long it's been sitting on the shelf. So it may not be high quality chocolate. That's a good point. Yes. So I'm glad you're here today so that we can talk about massage therapy, working yeah. on your partner. I'm going to tell you, that sounds really good. And what better time to talk about massage and love and helping your partner than Valentine's Day? Absolutely. So if you end up with a partner who isn't feeling good on Valentine's Day and wants to cancel plans and doesn't want to go out, you still have something you can do and take to the dance. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So a lot of our pain, and I would think even to say that most of our pain is generated by the nerve endings that are being squished by the kinks and the cords and strings of fascia that go through our muscles, go through our body, and hold us together. 
And you'll feel that when you touch your partner as a really tight, ropey muscle or lumps in the muscle that are especially tender that you could think are as knots, or we would call them trigger points. Mm -hmm. And if you can feel them, you'll find that they're unusually tender compared to the tissue around, but that is where the pain is coming from. And that's what you want to try to modify. And you can modify the input that that knot and kink in the fascia strings sends to your brain by making it smaller. Okay. And you can do that. It hurts a little bit to do that, but if you can learn how to apply pressure that's gentle enough, soft enough, loving enough, and firm enough all at the same time, it'll be a good hurt. It'll be not an overwhelming hurt, not even a severe hurt, unless you're pushing a little harder, but a good hurt, a hurt that hurts so good because as you keep hurting it and massaging and rubbing out this kink in the fascia, the pain that comes from that starts to go away. Yes. I like that. Um, I like that idea because when you're speaking of the knots, I, I've experienced that where it does hurt, you know, just getting a massage. And I remember one saying to the therapist, Hey, it feels like there's a, that you just touched. It feels like there's a, a knot or something there. And she'll say, yes, there is a knot, but you know, that the, the beautiful thing about this is when it involves your partner, you know, they should know you, you know, and they would have already known or should know where you hurt. So it may be easier. I'm just saying with your partner versus someone that you don't know, because I've gone to get massages sometimes, Dr. Blackman, where I've said and gave them, given them instructions and says, Hey, I have fibromyalgia. So I need you to take it gentle with me. Okay. And they'll say, Oh yes, we're familiar with that. And the first thing they do is they get to tugging and pressing. And I feel like I'm more so inflamed. Whereas I have had some massages where the touch was just right. Yeah. So some of the people who know all about that don't seem to know enough, do they? No. And then there's other people that just their hands know. True. So very true. When you work on your partner, that can be kind of scary because what if you rub somebody the wrong way, right? Right. So what I tell people that we're working with and teaching how to do this is that intention is much more important than technique. Mm. So if you have the right intention in your heart when you go to touch, the odds are it's going to feel good and you don't have to worry quite so much about the specifics of your technique. True. So we teach in our our book, Winner's Guide to Pain Relief, how to use a rubber ball. Our diagrams in the book show where the kinks are in muscles that cause um, particular pain patterns. For example, how the muscles in your upper shoulders will send pain up your neck and into your head. How the muscles in your butt will send pain from your lower back down to your feet. So you get some idea from, from the book and from the diagrams what parts of your body to work on to make the pain better. For example, if you have pain that you feel in your lower back, the only thing you can believe at the end of the day is what you can touch and feel. So touch those muscles in your lower back, right on both sides of your spine and just above your uh, pelvic bone where you wear your belt. 
touch those muscles and see how tender they are. And then touch the muscles of your upper outer butt and see how tender that area is. And in most people with lower back pain, you'll find much more tender areas on the butt muscles than ever in the paraspinal, the muscles next to your spine in the lower back. And what that means to you is most of the pain that you perceive to be in your lower back, you're being fooled by your body because that pain isn't coming from your lower back. That pain is coming from the kinks in the muscles of your butt. So if you go to work on your partner's lower back pain, and you spend time working on the lower back that isn't very tender, you're not going to have as much success as if you work on the kinks in the butt muscles that send pain to the lower back. Yes, because, you know, sometimes we think we feel it in one place, but like you said, that may not be where it's coming from. For example, your headache does not come from your head. It doesn't come from the blood vessels in your head, doesn't come from the nerves in your head. It comes from the tight strings, cords, and injuries in your neck, jaw, face, upper shoulders, and upper back. Another example is the pain in your left arm could be your heart attack. You don't even know. And talk to your friends who've had their knee replaced and how many of them the knee still hurts and there's no knee there. So the pain never came from the joint. So rule number one is you can't believe the pain comes from where you feel it. And come again, rule number three, the only thing you can believe is what you can touch and feel. Pay attention to where you're tender. Not so much where the bones are tender, where the muscles are tender in the muscle belly. And that's your most effective place to work almost all the time. Okay. So for fibromyalgia patients, you know, with that widespread pain, when you said pay attention to where's, where's that? Sometimes with fibro, we don't even know where it's at because all we know is we're hurting all over. Correct. It's all over your body. Yes. And the more all over your body it is, the more the all over your body is inflamed by the food you shouldn't be eating. Yes. So when you go to work on your partner that has pain all over their body, you're going to need to be gentle. And I would suggest there's four places that set off most of the body. The whole body can be involved and uncomfortable, but there's, for the upper body, the places that kind of drive the system to hurt are the muscles on top of the shoulder blades. So you'd be lying on your stomach or sitting up in a chair, and you'd feel the muscles on top of the shoulder blades. And there's a usually a really tight, tender, ropey band along that muscle that you could pay attention to and work to smooth out. And for the lower body, everything below the waist starts at the butt. So work on the butt muscles for the thighs, the lower back, the legs. And then there comes foot pain. How many yes. of us do you think suffer from pain in our feet? Oh, I, I no, I do. So, and where are you more tender? The bottoms of your feet or the back of your legs? Both sometimes, but definitely I feel it more when I'm walking, you know, the bottom of my feet. Now, that's what you feel. But that's not where it's coming from. Where are you tender? Right. If you push on that arch on the bottom of your foot, and then you push on the muscles in the back of your calf. I would suggest that most all people with foot pain 
they're much more uncomfortable touching the muscles of their calf than the bottom of the foot. Okay. So if you work on the calf muscles and smooth them out, you'll have more success with the foot pain than just working on the foot by itself. Okay. Good point. Other question for you, since we were talking about um, couples massage therapy, what about, you know, like essential oils or some type of oil that you're, you can use on your partner, vice versa, that can just glide over? You can do that. But you're, when you try to smooth out a muscle, you're trying to use the skin as a handle to force the kinks in the cords and strings in the muscle below to unwind and let go. If you put lotion on the skin and oil on the skin, the odds are you're going to slide right over it and miss it. Okay, that's Just clear. Like a foam roller rolls right over it and misses it. Foam rollers will squish the knots and they'll move some blood around and they'll move some toxicity around, but they won't stretch anything. Stretch has to happen from contact on skin to force the cords and strings in the muscle below to unwind and to let go. And to make that happen, you're going to need friction. Okay. To unwind that night. Okay. Correct. So if you do end up using lotion, you won't make the strings unwind as well, but it might be more comfortable. The um, oils and essential oils and various lotions have some wonderful therapeutic effects it might be a really good idea to apply. So you as the therapist working on your honey on Valentine's Day, man or woman, it matters not. Our bodies are, you know, different enough, but the parts that we're working on and talking about are pretty much the same across all of us. And as you do this, the oils can make a really big difference. They can be soothing. They can be relaxing. They can take some of the discomfort away as you do it. So I don't want to discourage the the use of the oils, but it does change the the tone of what you're doing. So maybe you do a little bit of both. Maybe you would go hands-on skin first and see what you could do, and then maybe take the oils out, soothe and relax, and add that into what you're doing. That sounds like a really good tip. That way, you know, like you said, hands-on, that will probably work better. And you'll get the best, of both, the best of both worlds. Yes, you will. That's, that's a good thing. <laughs> and even after Valentine's Day, continue with the couple's massage therapy. You know, we used to teach body work for your partner class. We could go back and teach that again. We tried to teach one during COVID, but the response was really, really low. Um, but there's so much you can do to help yourself and help your partner. So when you teach that, um, is, is that like a, a group class or can you tell us more about that? You know, it can be done one-on-one, can be okay. done two-on-two. We had done it before with a group class. We had people online and we also had people live in the studio. So a mixture of both and tried to share that with every everyone who could view The hard part is that we still have to wear masks and it's probably going to be a little bit longer before things are open enough that we could actually pull that off and making it make it a meaningful experience. Mm -hmm. But if we get set up and do that again at some point as this pandemic 
kind of settles down, then um, maybe you can help us get the word out to all of your all of your listeners. Oh, I would be more than willing to do that because I feel that that's something very important that, that everyone would have an interest in learning. And it's a lot of fun. You know, we, we did it in a morning or we did it in an afternoon. So it was a few hours of gentle body work, switching back and forth because it is actually done for partners. Yes. Okay. And any, so you, you will probably be looking to resume that maybe at some point in the future. Yeah. I think we'll, once COVID kind of settles down and we don't have to use masks and we can work together in a studio with, um, a little bit more freedom and openness. I think it'll be a good time to put something like that back together for everybody. Okay. Well, absolutely love it. Well, we thank you for your time today, Dr. Blattman. And everyone, those were some awesome tips from Dr. Blattman. And Valentine's Day is right around the corner. So get to that couple's massage therapy with Dr. Blattman. And Dr. Blattman, when you all get ready to roll this out, I know you will be sending me something, but you will also have it on your website as well, correct? Sure. And you know, in the meantime, you can go to our website, blattmanhealthandwellness.com. You can check out a copy of our book, maybe purchase it yourself. That'll give you the treasure map of where the fashion knots are that cause pain in various areas. So you'll have a better idea of how to help your partner. Love it. Thank you so much for your time today, Dr. Blattman. Please enjoy the rest of your day. Everybody have a wonderful Valentine's Day. Soul Care Services Incorporated, DBA Bridging Care Home Health Plus. At Soul Care Services Incorporated, we take great pride in helping patients return to an independent and fulfilling life. Improving patient outcomes by providing a continuum of care through disease and care management. Why choose us? Our staff is multilingual. Communication between patients and their health care providers is fundamental for ensuring quality health care and developing trusting relationships. It is an important component of patient satisfaction, compliance, and outcomes. When a healthcare professional can understand their patients' questions and concerns, they can mitigate their confusion and truly understand what help they seek. Do you need health care in the home? Then call us today. 847-260-5140 or visit www.soulcareservices.com Soul Care Services Incorporated DBA Bridging Care Home Health Plus Your health is our only concern This is TalkZone.com Welcome back to the Pain-Free Zone Here's Nisi Edwards Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to our second half. So what we're going to be discussing right now is conscious dating. And our guest today is Dr. Tranquility Lydia, and she's going to be discussing conscious dating and what you need to know. How are you doing, Dr. Tranquility Lydia? Very well. Thank you, Nisi. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Um, I I was doing a lot of um, research into this topic, you know, of conscious dating. And I thought, hey, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. So this is definitely a good topic to to be discussing. And a lot of people may not know what conscious dating is. So for those of you who may be new to this, it's dating with intentionality. 
self-love, self-awareness, and mindfulness. And I think the biggest part of what I have learned from Dr. Tranquility Lydia about this is, is recognizing who we are, what we need, and our thought and our behavioral patterns throughout this process, because we do not want to take all of our baggage into this. And also, you've got to know who you are, you know, being in the present, not carrying the weight of our past with us. So welcome. How are you doing today? (laughs) Everything is great. Um, It's just, it's getting really busy because we're gearing up toward Valentine's Day. Yes. So I always get a little busier at that time of day, you know, that time of the month um, and the year. Because it's, it's a big year, both for singles and couples. Yes, absolutely. And that's why I wanted you to join me today, because um, I feel that this is a, a great topic. And um, so what are some common mistakes people make when dating? Well, I think, you know, we need to remember that dating is just that. It's not okay. the actual relationship. So if you go into your dates with the intention of making a new friend, a friend that you may even be introducing to someone else in your life (laughs) at a later (laughs) date because they're not quite a fit for you, then you'll enjoy the dating process so much more and you'll get so much more out of it. Every single date isn't a mate. Okay, that's true. So we need to enjoy, you know, the process. And I think people forget to let themselves enjoy the process and they turn it into almost a chore. You'll hear people talk about, you know, oh, I've got to get back in the dating world again after being out of it for so long. And it's it's like this burdensome activity. Right. Right. Where, you know, really it can be a whole lot of fun. Now, that's the thing that a lot of people may not say it's a lot of fun because they do, like you said, view it as a chore. They're looking at, oh, my goodness, this process again. I don't want to go through this process. I just want to meet the right person for me. And there we are. I, you know, I want to sidestep all of this. And they, they start rushing things. And then when you start rushing things and you don't then you stop paying attention to the things you should be focused on. And then you wonder how you got into that situation. Exactly. Exactly. So well said, Nisi. It's, you know, you miss steps and you can miss important cues. Um, You know, we've talked often about, um, you know, it can be you could be in an abusive relationship and you're being signaled and told that you're stepping into one or a very controlling relationship and you ignore the cue, jump over it into the relationship and then find out after the fact that where you are. Right. So um, it's important to take note of everything and it's important to take your time. I mean, for everyone, time is different and it's all very relative, but it's important to take enough time that you get to know a bit about the person. (laughs) Yes. But uh, what about women who who, I don't know which is correct, but I've heard I've heard people say that there's far more. um, What is it? Men than women? or vice versa. So, so for, for women who feel that time is not on my side, Mm -hmm. I need to hurry up and put myself out there because they'll say, I'm not young, you know, and that a lot of the men 
want much younger women. And so then, you know, they're concerned about is, is it too late for me to find a loving and supportive relationship? Right. Well, I think that's, that's an, um, it's a misnomer. Okay. Um, that's something that existed previously, but women shouldn't pigeonhole themselves. Younger men are attracted to older women now, just as young women have been attracted to older men throughout time. <laughs> um, now it's turning and you'll see, you know, guys in their late, in their thirties dating a woman who's in her forties or fifties even. So, you know, it's, it just depends on the woman. It's up to you to love yourself, put your best foot forward, and then you're going to attract all kinds of people. It's an open market. And by the way, men are very nervous about this now. And they've taken to doing their own Botox and other <laughs> forms of cosmetic, either surgery or cosmetic enhancement, we'll say, um, because they know that it's it's tougher out there for them, too. Everyone's concerned about it. So don't worry that you're too old. Just look and feel your best, the best you can feel. And that starts with self-love. When you're radiating self-love, people are attracted to you. Yes. And wouldn't you agree that radiating that self-love also plays a part into self-confidence, how you feel good about you? Well, that's that's what it is. In essence, yes. it, you know, when you when you love yourself, you are more confident. Yes, so that is true. It all starts with you. And I know that's not a fun thing to hear for some people, <laughs> but it does. So that's a you know, that's a, a very uh, excellent point, because I've heard some men say that when they first met the love of their life, what they were attracted to was her self-awareness, her self-confidence. It's the way that she carried herself. And they just thought, wow, this is just amazing that this person just, you know, lit up their world versus some people I've had, I've heard say, well, I really couldn't get into him or her because their confidence just wasn't good, you know, just poor confidence. And we we would try to talk and I would try to get to know the person. And, and, and I just felt that they were shying away. They were not good communicators. So is communication also a good part of this? Well, communication is key. Yes. Right. So right. Self, we know self-love is key. Communication is key. Being able to express your wants, needs and desires and to listen to others as they express their wants, needs, and desires. Because one thing about men, ladies, they will tell you who they are. Yes. So we need to listen to them because we very often say, well, that's what he thinks, but really we're going to turn him into this. No, listen <laughs> to who he's telling you he is because that's who he is. And you need to date who he is right now, not the dream of who he may become. So why do we think we can change people. I've heard many women say, oh yeah, he's rough around the edges. I, I I knew that. I knew he was controlling, but you know what? I know I can change this man because I love him. And I know I can change him and I know that yeah. he will change for me. Love is not enough. So if a person wants to make that change, he, he or she will, they're not going to make it because you, of any amount of love you have for them. And that's a hard truth. 
um, they will only be able to change when they're ready to change. And, and that change ready, may or won't. may not. I'm sorry, Nisi. I'm, I'm sorry. I was just going to say they're not ready. They will not. Exactly. And we don't know when that is. That may be with you. It may be with the next person. So don't, um, or the person after that. So don't go into a relationship visualizing change. It's not a good place to start. It's very shaky ground. True. And likewise, knowing that you can't change that person, you should not be allowing them to try to change you. Oh, absolutely not. You're very good the way you are. Now, there's something about being understanding and aware and looking at oneself realistically and meeting someone in the middle. There's something to be said for that. But if you find that you're being put down and someone is trying to constantly change you, um, then you need to look at that. And very often these changes are small and insidious when someone is a controlling person or an abusive man um, or woman. They're tiny little changes that sneak up on you. And you'll realize the needle has moved from where it was at zero and gone all the way up to 50 before you realized it. And now you're in a muddle. You're in a mess. So when you feel yourself constantly being pushed or constantly being insulted or constantly being put down, it's time to leave. That's not the relationship for you. No, because your partner, you should feel better having a partner in your life. You shouldn't feel worse having a partner in your life. But, you know, um, sometimes sometimes women are afraid to leave because they feel that this person provides security. And so how am I going to make it if I'm not with that person, even though they know that's not the right person for them? Well, you know, there's a lot to be said for feeling secure, but you need to check yourself because if you're worried that this person is being abusive, then you're not in a secure place anyway. And at any given time, they could leave or they could hurt you before they go physically, mentally, you're already being hurt emotionally. So, you know, I think it it comes back to self and self-love. And if you're when we love ourselves, we're self-full not selfish, mm-hmm. but self-full. Um, and then we know when something isn't quite right. And we know when something isn't quite right. We always know when something isn't quite right. If you ask someone who's been through, you know, a case study or someone in, in your life who's been through um, abuse, there was always a moment where they knew yes, that something wasn't quite right. And it was early days. They just yes. overlooked it. Oh, that, that is so true. You hit that uh, spot on because I've heard uh, many women say that, you know, I remember some saying that it was, I remember one in particular said it came down to the first date. They had dined out someplace and she knew what she wanted to eat and what she wanted to order. And when the um, hostess came to take their order, He just jumped right in there and proceeded to order for both of them. And she said, she looked at him and said, no, you know, I'm okay. I can, I can order for myself. You know, you don't really know my preferences and whatnot. And, you know, you can just order for you. And he says, no, I will order for the both of us. 
to me, that is definitely a red flag. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It is. Um, and it, it, it's hard for men, too, in some cases. I mean, that that case is definitely a red flag. Yes. Um, that's a warning shot with a cannon. But, um, you know, some men are just trying to be polite <laughs> and they don't really know um, how to read, you know, how to read the situation. Some women like for men to order for them. True. So, you know, you have to really check the situations that you're in. And these days, there are so many different types of situations being thrown at you that you need to pay attention. That's true. You know, and find the one that fits in your life with your lifestyle and for you, because all of those things are important. Yes. And, you know, I understand women, some women like men order from them and that's fine. But I think what would work better is, let's say this is your first date and you really don't know what he or she, their preference is. How about having a conversation? And if you're the type of person that, you know, you, you want to show how much you care by selecting something on the menu you think that they will enjoy. How about saying that versus, no, I will order for you. This is what you need, you know? I think that's really important. I think it's equally important as women that if we know we like to order for ourselves, there's a way of going about it. You know, you can tap him on his hand and just say, extend your arm across the table, tap him on his hand and say, you know what? I'm so kind of finicky with the way that I like to order things. I know how I like them. So I'll just go ahead and order for myself. So just order for yours, for yourself when the waitress comes. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's up to us to empower the situation and empower ourselves and speak out for what we want to need. And this is so fundamental. If we're not doing that, then we're not going to get it. That's true. But, you know, um, I was thinking back to some people I have heard say time and time again that they grew up in a certain type of household, as many people. You know, we didn't all grow up in the same household (laughs) and they watched their mom and and dad. And that's just how things were done, that mom didn't have any say. So dad took care of everything. Mom had no input. It was do as I say do. And so they have said, that's what I'm accustomed to. Well, and there's something for socialization, right? Right. Um, But the thing is, is that the relationship that you want? And if you're being (laughs) (laughs) self-full, loving oneself, you're going to know the answer to that. And if it's not, then that's not the relationship you model. True. Find a relationship that you, of people who look like they're having the relationship that you want and then model it. Keep an open communication line with your partner at all times because communication is the foundation of every good relationship. And sometimes that communication can be, you know, not so fun experience, right? Where you're standing right. at, oppo- at opposing sides. But if you're kind, if you keep the commun- lines of communication open and you're fighting fair, you're not hitting below the belt, then you're going to get to a peaceful resolution. Now, do you feel that COVID um, has affected our ability to 
have relationships or develop a loving relationship? In some ways, it's made it a little more challenging. And in others, it actually has made it easier because people have been able to get to know each other better. Um, Since you're not around each other, you're having more communication. I actively encourage people who are meeting on apps to have a conversation in the real world, preferably a video chat so that you can see your prospective date and they can see you and you can ask a few basic questions. I mean, remember one of the the big reasons, um, well, let me just say one of the big reasons that people come in to see me is socialized or dating anxiety, right? So part of that is because you didn't get to know each other. You don't want to find out you're going hiking when you're wearing four inch stilettos on the first <laughs> date, right? Right. So you want to get to know the person at least a little bit so that you can find out where you're going to go. You want to be a part of the process of making the first date decision in terms of what restaurant or what activities do you like. It's it's all It encompasses all of that. But the most important thing is you get to know the person that you're going to be going out with. And this may not be a person that you want to get to know (laughs) any further than you have. I mean, and it also enables you to see if that person is the real person, because on apps, you can hide behind a lot. When you're speaking with someone one on one, you can hear in their voice. You can tell a lot about a person by their voice. That's true. And like you said, on those apps, the photograph that you're looking at right. may not be that of current. the actual per- current person. <laughs> or, you know what some people do? Um, I don't know if ghosting this w- would apply for this, but you go on some of these sites, I've heard people say, and they'll see this picture and they fall in love with that picture. And then when they meet the person, that's not who it was. It's not that they've changed over time. They just used somebody else's picture and right. then decided to spring on the person. Hey, this is who I really am. <laughs> or they're catfishing. Yes. Catfishing. That's what I was looking so, for. Yes. Um, you know, and you'll be able to tell all of those things. And if a person is not willing to hop on a video call with you, that's a red flag. Yes. Yes. It so is. it's a great way to gauge. Um, what's going on. True. Now, I looked at some of the dating statistics they were talking about, for example, for a match estate claim made in heaven. They say it takes just four minutes to see if you click with someone. Um, They also say that more than 32 million U.S. citizens use dating app and that 60% of women are not actively dating. And, you know, Dating abuse statistics show that an estimated 10 million people are victims of abuse by an intimate partner every year. Oh, I believe it. I think it's higher. Yeah. It depends on what your gauge is for abuse also. True. So I would be curious about the criteria that was used in that study. But I think, um, you know, you know yourself for yourself, what is abuse? And again, it comes back to, I can't can't say it enough, comes back to self-love and being self-full. If you're self-full, you're not going to give a part of yourself away to someone who's abusive. True. Because there's going to be a signal inside of inside of you and your core being that's going to say something here isn't right. And you're going to know not to stay. 
But in part of being self-full means listening to yourself. You know, that's the hard part. We all get the signal. You've got to listen. <laughs> True. That's not the fun part. Um, when you're hearing a signal that's saying something is not right. Now, um, in date therapy, I know mm-hmm. you I know that you've seen a lot, you know, with your client. So in date therapy, what about my my ladies out there who have just been beaten down? I don't not just physically, you know, it can be mentally, emotional, spiritually, that they just feel that they're no more good. You know, they just feel that, where do I go from here? I mean, it's so hard for them to become self-full and trust themselves again, especially if you met someone and you thought, hey, I could trust this person. They led you to believe, or I should say, made you feel that they were everything you needed. And then later they came out of a different bag, kind of like hook, line, and sinker. You know, how do you help those? How do you deal with that? Well, it's important to know, first of all, no one has the power to make us feel anything unless we give it to them. So the first step of everything is helping them to take back their power. And that's the this this particular case would be a long the longer version of date therapy, because the first part of it is putting her back together and getting her to a place where she's self-full. She's not ready to be dating right now. Right. And if she dates right now, she's going to end up dating the same person she just had. True. Because she's looking for that spot of fulfillment and that spot of fulfillment is in abuse. So, um, you know, first step would be uh, to work on her self-esteem and self-enhancement. And then we, bring in someone to maybe do a physical makeover Uh so that she feels better about herself. And then we get into the dating, the date, true date therapy protocol. Um, But there's more work that has to be done first. She's not ready for the protocol yet. So what would be some things you would do, for example, when you mention enhancement, self-enhancement? Um. Well, there are a lot of things we do, and they're all very different. They're, you know, this is a personalized protocol. Okay. So although I have trained people in the protocol, and I, I was trying to remember where all my people were. They're in London. They're in Florida. They're in Canada. Um, they're in California. So, you know, but it is, as I personally do it as the creator and founder of the protocol, it's very personalized. So for each and every person, it starts, excuse me, trying not to sneeze here. It starts with self-esteem, excuse me. Um, And then it moves on. So we would begin with a foundation of self-esteem, shoring it up, making it sure that it's making sure that it's strong. Um, And then you go from there into some other things without giving away the protocol. Okay. I I totally understand. Um, (laughs) I was asking you these questions is because uh, what came to my mind Mm -hmm. and not that we're going to spend a lot of time on it, but I, I know of someone uh, in the church, a woman of faith. And so is my friend. And what had happened was she was in the process of getting a divorce. She met someone from the church that she liked. And, um, he whined and dined her and all that. 
And he told her that, you know, since he was the pastor, she was going to be his first lady and all that first woman of the church. And she jumped through all these hoops to morph herself into what he wanted. And I would just look at everything that she went through just to jump through hoops. And I, I will tell you, I did ask her, I said, um, what, number one, why are you doing that? Number two, why is it you're the only one that has to change? Why is it you're the only one that has to work on yourself? You never talk about him saying that he's going to change some things in his life or work on himself. He's telling her that, you know, everything, he's just perfect to me, which is a red flag. And then um, um, a good friend of mine, when he was in his first marriage, Dr. Tranquility, what happened was he really loved his wife. They divorced Mm -hmm. and um, he wanted her back. And this man was willing to do anything to get her back. They met one day for dinner and he talked to her and he said, okay, tell me what I need to do. You know, tell me what you need. And she told him and he says, okay, now let me, you know, can I tell you what I need? And she said, don't matter what you need, honey, because I'm not changing the thing. And he was, his heart was hurt. And I said to him, I says, now, you know, I'm not a counselor. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. I'm none of that. I says, but I'm just looking at it through a different lens because you're caught up in it. I'm not. I says, but if she's already told you, she's not willing to do anything different or change and that she's just perfect. She showed you who she's already. She showed you who she is. Why can't you believe her? Because she's telling you, hey, this is what I want from you. If you want me back but you're not getting anything different from me. You're going to get the same old, same old. So why, why are you surprised? You know? Right. Because he wants it to be different and that's understandable. We can all relate and empathize, but it's not going to be. And this reminds me of that quote. It's one of my favorites. Yes. By Maya Angelou, believe who they believe people when they tell you who they are the first time. Yes. Yes. And I really, you know, I know both of them. And I really was hoping and praying that this could work out for them because I knew just how much he loved her. And -hmm. at the same time as a friend, I just saw how it just devastated him and just crushed him. And he went through this phase where he just gave up, you know, on, on everything. And he went into a deep depression, a really deep depression because he just felt that, well, that's whom I really wanted. Um, and I told him one day, you do know there's other fish in the sea. Okay. So that didn't work. That don't mean that you just give up on life. That don't mean that you give up on love. It simply means it did not work. Right. Move, on, move on. Right. We'll go through the morning and go through the right. healing process, but don't drag it out. Now don't how, live there. It's a process. Now, when you say go through the morning process, sure. Uh, how long should that be? Because this went on for like six years. No, that's that's. I'm not going to say that's ridiculous, but that's too long. Right. Got, he was living in the. He was living in it. It wasn't a process. Right. So for every single person, it's going to be different, but never more than a year. Right. Usually exactly. a few months. 
And you're always going to miss them. You're always going to miss the fact that it didn't work. When you think about them, you'll think, you know, there won't, there may not be the pain there after a while, but you'll think, oh, it would have been nice if that could have worked out. Too bad it couldn't. Right. But I've moved on and look at all these wonderful things going on in my life, including potentially a new relationship. Yes. And when you, you know? mentioned about date therapy, he, you know, he has since moved on to a new relationship, but he did do some of the things, I think, without him even realizing it, based upon what you said, he worked on his self-esteem, self-enhancement, you know, and he he got to the point where he realized, hey, I'm not so bad after all. I am a great guy. I, I am a loving and supportive person. You know, I, I, I want and desire love in my life, but I but he got there however long it took him. But he eventually got there and he met someone else who's just has over heel and love with him. And uh, I look at him and I smile because he's been really, really hurt. And, you know, you just have that joy for others when you see them going through something and then for them to get to a space and time where they have that loving relationship, you can't help but be happy for them. Yes, it's true. And I get to have that joy often. That's why I love my work. Yes. It's wonderful. I I bet it is very wonderful being able to see kind of like, you know, before and after they were this way when they came to me. And then you see this beautiful transformation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's really great. We also use mind body medicine in the protocol as well as hypnotherapy. And. When they tell you, you know, I'll have someone, I had someone once tell me that I didn't even need to do this. Everything was fine. And I'm sitting there like, <laughs> looking at her like, really? How about, I didn't say anything, but how about this and this? And we did that and we did this and we worked on that and we did this. But it, the beautiful thing about it was it was seamless. And all she remembers is that she's now in this state. And that's wonderful. That's Great. wonderful. Now, what exactly is um, the mind-body medicine? Well, mind-body medicine is Harvard's way of talking about hypnotherapy. Um, it. It, 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 well, it encompasses more than that. You know, there's yoga, there's diet, there's... So um, mindfulness. N- mindfulness can mean... See, m- mindful is a tricky thing there are two definitions of mindfulness one means being very present and aware in the moment that you're in another is a meditative state so it depends on which mindfulness you're talking about but if you're talking about being present it can be um it can also be the meditative state because when you're doing hypnosis or any kind of mind relaxation physiology right Right. Um, you're going to shift into more of a meditative state naturally. But the beauty of date therapy is that it's a relaxing model. So it's not painful. There's You're not reliving everything constantly. Um, you're just switching the way that you feel. Okay. And you're enhancing the way that you feel. And you're feeling better about yourself and getting out into the world. That can be a work in progress, if you know what I mean, depending upon where we were, you know, um, meaning that trying to get to a healthy place 
when we've been in a spot where we have not had good thoughts about ourselves, especially for people with um, chronic pain, with a chronic illness, not just chronic pain, but, you know, just a chronic illness, because Mm -hmm. when you've been sick for a really, really long time, you sometimes you don't even love yourself anymore, you know, because you have a lot of anger. That's that's part of the hypnosis. You know, that's when I, I will integrate hypnosis specifically because I'm regressing back to a time when you did. So we leap over that here painful period mentally and on a subconscious level. So that that's where you're at the protocol. See, when I say that it's very personalized date therapy, mm-hmm. it can also become fall more under doctor tranquility. You'd be surprised how many people come in from into me for date, come in to see me for date therapy and they really need some other work. And that's what I'm talking about with the other work. Got it. That piece is actually other work, but because I do both, I can integrate it in and we can call it date therapy because people like the idea of date therapy much better than dealing with a lot of their issues. True. <laughs> it sounds better, right? It sounds yes. like more fun. So, you know, that's where the protocol sort of breeds and expands to encompass more than it was originally designed to do. But I can I can do those things because I'm me coming to the table with these skills in the first place. Yes. And, you know, sometimes we don't even know what we need. No, we don't. We don't. And it's easier to see from an outside person. You know, you gave him great advice. It's very hard to see when you're in the eye of the storm. You're so right about that. Yes, definitely. Because I'm going to tell you, when you're in that eye of the storm, because from my eye of the storm was, you know, as I shared with you when I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, all yeah. I knew was I'm I'm in this storm. Um, it's a it's a major storm. Now it's a, a hurricane. And it's all these other things. And all I know is that I am just hurting. And I've talked to other women who have been in the same storm or similar type storm. And they've told me, I was in a storm. They'll say, they say you were in a storm, but you had a supportive mate. They, then they will say, well, I was in a storm and I didn't have anyone but myself. And, you know, I've, I've shared with them that you can have a loving mate, but sometimes when you're in that storm, sometimes you feel like you're in that storm all by yourself because sometimes it's hard to tell people what you need. Sometimes it's hard to tell people how you are feeling, especially when all you know is pain. Right, right. And the storm is different for every person. Yes. You know, the way that it's interpreted. Um, but I can understand both sides of that that discussion. Yes. Um, in the sense that, and, and, you know, I feel for both sides of the discussion. Yes. You know? So, um I hear what you were saying, and it, and it was great advice to inform them of that, because often people don't realize, you know, no. if it's not about our lives, we sometimes do not realize. True. And um, we make judgments of what we think we're seeing, and it may not be what's there. Yes, that, that's that's true. They they just don't know. They, they, they really don't know. I mean, because right. all no. they know is it's a chronic illness and they're suffering. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Now, um, Dr. Tranquility Lydia, for people who Mm -hmm. are listening right now, 
tell them. Tell them how they can learn more about day therapy, how they can, you know, make appointment with you to get on your calendar to get some help and where you're located, please. Absolutely. So on Instagram, Dr. Tranquility, it's Dr. Tranquility Lydia is my main account. And then my other account is date therapy, one word, D-A-T-E therapy, um, both on Instagram. We have a drtranquility.com page on Facebook and a date therapy page on Facebook. And really, you can Google Dr. Tranquility and I pop up (laughs) (laughs) for several pages. And um, you'll be able to find my number, which is 212-920-1603. And I have worked with people from, I won't say all over the world, but many places in it virtually. And we have offices in Manhattan. So I would look forward to working with you. And you have the last word. Be be kind to yourselves and then to others. Be self-full. Every time you're about to say something or repeat something that's negative to yourself, I want you to ask yourself, is that self-full? Dr. Tranquility mentioned self-full. Am I being self-full? And you'll know the answer. I love it. Being self-full. And that's, mm-hmm. that's very important. And where is that coming from? Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, I thank you for your thank time you today. So, so and, much for having me. And please come again. Thank you so much for having me. Nancy, it's been wonderful to be on your show as always. It's been wonderful meeting you and getting to know you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Soul Care Services Incorporated, DBA Bridging Care Home Health Plus. At Soul Care Services Incorporated, we take great pride in helping patients return to an independent and fulfilling life. Improving patient outcomes by providing a continuum of care through disease and care management. Why choose us? Our staff is multilingual. Communication between patients and their health care providers is fundamental for ensuring quality health care and developing trusting relationships. It is an important component of patient satisfaction, compliance, and outcomes. When a healthcare professional can understand their patients' questions and concerns, they can mitigate their confusion and truly understand what help they seek. Do you need health care in the home? Then call us today. or visit www.soulcareservices.com. Soul Care Services Incorporated, DBA Bridging Care Home Health Plus. Your health is our only concern.